just pull this up and pull this down. How are you guys? I'm super excited. I hope you are ready for a power, power pack show. I mean, let me tell you something. I have read her books. Her books have brought me to tears, have given me such insight. In fact, the first time that I actually heard of Anna Warner, it was, she was actually speaking at a Patricia King conference and it was late at night and I was listening and I heard her testimony about her going to Israel. Let me just tell you something. After I heard it, I had to listen to it the second time on my way into work because it was that powerful. In fact, it was so powerful that I was like, I love this woman and I want her on my show. And I immediately put in my request to Papa. And guess what? He answers our prayers. Oh, heck yeah, he does. I am super, super excited to bring Anna Warner on. She has written her latest book is called The Warrior's Dance. It is Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is just so good. And I'm so excited to have her on, to talk about her books, to talk about what she has seen and has experienced in the heavenly realm. So without further ado, let me just bring up Anna Warder. So Anna, thank you so much for coming on Touched by Prayer. This is such an honor. I just love everything that you have written. As I said in the beginning, it has so brought me to tears because you have confirmed so many things. So if you're a seer, I so highly recommend that you get her books because it confirms so much. So let's let's just talk a little bit um, about your about you. So okay. let's uh, <laughs> let's Thank just kind of thanks for having me tonight. <laughs> absolutely. So why don't we just talk a little bit about like your gift of seeing, and then we're going to kind of move from there. Yeah. Um, just for those who are watching, we're like, what is a seer? What is she talking about? Is this biblical? How do I know what that means? Because I, I understand that when I first actually uh, married my husband or when we were first dating, I remember that was actually one of the hardest things for me to tell him. Um, there's a lot of other things that couples struggle with sharing with each other, but that for me was the biggest thing of saying, I'm a seer, and he said, a what? And so just for those who are watching this, a seer is um, basically a prophet that primarily hears or gets revelation from the Lord through the gift of sight. Um, so I just ask, and just to simplify or demystify that, because that can sound confusing, um, uh, my basic way I do that with the Lord is I just go to him and I I sit with the Lord in his presence and I just say, what's on your heart, Papa, would you show me? And then he shows me and um, I use it. You know, I'm a mom at home with kids as well. Homeschool mom. I'm trying you guys, <laughs> but I as well use it with my children as well. I teach them about angels and how to operate in miracles. It's, it's not because I think that sometimes the gift of seeing when you think of fear, um, I just want to say I don't only put that hat on and then that's it. Um, I wear that hat as well as mother my children and be a spouse. So um, someone said the screen is black on here, so I don't know. It's not for me, but hopefully it's oh. not for you. <laughs> no, I can I can definitely see. I'm okay, just checking, awesome. but they said that the screen was black. It's okay. The devil's a liar. So we just keep we just keep going. I can see as I just checked on 
my okay. uh, Facebook feed. So we are we're definitely live and going. Awesome. There was a little bit of a glitch in the beginning, but we're we're good. So telling okay. your husband that you were a seer, goodness gracious, like because you know that's like that's kind of like a scary thing. And so you know, here you are now. You're you're able. Everything's out in the open. So now you're starting to do this. And if yeah. the first book that I got to read was the Sears path. And what was so great is not only do you see and but you have these beautiful encounters with Jesus. You have just incredible encounters that, that just kind of shift your perspective and also sh shift the atmosphere and also shift the predicament. Because I think that's really important for people to understand that when we go into, when we put ourselves into a place where we are opening up ourselves to encounters, that's when things start to move. So can you kind of talk about some of the different encounters that have really shifted like the situation at hand? Um, oh gosh, that, like that's in the book or? It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. No, because yeah, okay. I think that that's one of the things that I love about you is because as soon as something happens, as soon as things start to be going a different way, your first response, instead of, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? Your first right. response is inviting Holy Spirit, is inviting Papa, is inviting Jesus, come into this situation and show me what I'm not seeing or help me to change the mood. Um, well, I mean, practically speaking, when I use the seer gift often, because my bend is healing. I just, that's my bend. I tend to operate and, and pray for people and see God heal them. And so, um, and it's amazing when he does. It's him that does it. I just want to say that because as a seer, um, my position is never to say, well, I'm this great seer or something like that or prophet. And I want to make that clear because when people hear these stories and these testimonies of glory and all that, they can say, oh, well, that's great for her. But I'm actually sitting here telling you, you can see also. Um, and my position is just a daughter of the king. <laughs> like, that's really it. And, and just I go up and I sit on Papa's lap and I say, will you show me what's on your heart? And from there, I move forward in ministry. So, but as far as like when I pray for people, I will often ask, like people might come to me with say one thing, like their knee hurts or something kind of obvious. And then I'll ask the Lord, okay, obviously this person's hurting with this and that. I can see that in the natural. It doesn't take a prophet to see that. But but I say, God, what is what is going on? Where do where do I start? And then he'll show me something. He'll show me a picture and he'll say, uh, like maybe the word, I might see a word for someone, unforgiveness hurt, abandonment, something like that. And then I'll say, oh, okay. And I'll just ask the person because I don't ever want to go at the gift of prophecy as saying like, you know, thus saith the Lord. But I'll just say, is this something going on and or something that you're struggling with? And the person will be just like, whoa, and start crying. And out of the compassion of the Lord, I'll speak into them and prophesy into them. And maybe we'll walk through breaking off some of those things whether it be lies or, um, which I talk about actually in the warrior's dance, I talked about how the enemy often hooks people through lies. And when we come into agreement with them, then we see sickness comes out in the body. So as I walk people through breaking off some things, or we, some people call it deliverance, but I just call it breaking through some stuff, then they get their physical healing. 
So that's just an example, like a, a day in, day out of kind of how I operate with the gift of seeing um, through healing. But really, I mean, it's just, and then now I'm just training up seers around the world. That's really my heart because I believe that just like I was, back when I started dating my husband, there's almost, oh, oh my goodness, just like we're going to be 10 years in marriage this year. Woo! I know some of you have been married for like, 30 years or something, but for us, we're like, woo, um, we're a young couple. But um, I remember when I told him back then, I was so, I had been with this fear anointing walking it for so long, but maybe I just wrote down my encounters in my journal and that's all I did with it. And I never would share it with people because I was so afraid of, I'm going to sound crazy. I'm not going to make sense. Um, how is this, you know, how am I going to even like share with my friends this stuff, they're just not gonna understand. And the truth is that's what I see with seers around across the board is this isolation. The enemy tries to hold you in isolation. And so then you don't step out and use that gift um, that God has given you. But when you do, when you say, hey, this is what I'm seeing, it shifts the atmosphere. Prophets get the word of the Lord like a trumpet. We get the word of the Lord and we release it because we're bringing forth what God is showing us in, in the spirit, but we're bringing it into the natural. And so it's the same with the gift of seeing. But I love to just cheer people on around the world in their gift of seeing, like wherever, whatever stage you're at, whether you're just starting in it, um, whether you've been walking in healing ministry for years or maybe you're not in the ministry and you're just in the marketplace that's awesome like we need fears in every atmosphere every sphere you know and that's one of the things that god really talked to me about is uh supernatural like senses that we have he said just like we have five natural senses we have five supernatural senses and there are some people who can smell in the spirit and of course hearing in the spirit is hearing the lord sometimes or or it's even hearing the heart cries of somebody people have said that they could actually hear the somebody's heart cry so there are there's supernatural there's a the touch there's the taste so there's all these different things and God's not going to just give it to one child and not give it to another. So that's the other thing that be, becoming a, a person who's equipping, you're almost like an optometrist. You're like correcting people's vision. You're giving them glasses. You're giving them an understanding or, or even a prescription to be able to see things that they couldn't see before. That's what I, I kind of see. And I love the fact that you take the, 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 um, the, I would say like the the um, confirmation that people so desperately need. That's what I got out of your books is that there's so much confirmation of different, um, sometimes you could have a dream, but it's what you think is a dream, but it's actually a, a vision. So there right. are things that we can, there's different ways that we see. And I love that you're able to kind of wrap that up in a nice little package. Yeah, God is such a good God. I'll just share with you that, he Absolutely. will always confirm himself. So what you're seeing, whether you, and I tell people this all the time when I mentor them, when you get an image or you get an impression and you see something and you think, was that me? Um, did I eat something weird last night? Or was that, oh God, was that you? Was that the enemy? I don't know. You know, um, the thing is, God is so good that he will confirm himself. We take what you see, write everything down because sometimes he confirms himself, but it might be years later, right? So, I mean, I remember I had an encounter one time 
where the Lord took me and I saw I was in this treasure room in heaven and there was Jesus in the center of the room and he came and he started talking to me about the treasures of heaven. And I thought, wow, you know, and, and then I had that encounter and I, and I came out of that and I was like, well, that was crazy. I wrote it all down in my journal. And then I told my husband, well, I think I went to the treasure room of heaven uh, today. And he's like, wow, that sounds awesome. So then I wrote it down and I just put it before the Lord. And I said, well, God, would you confirm yourself in the word? Because seers, we need to be grounded in the word of God. So I said, would you confirm this in the word? Would you confirm this in the natural? Would you confirm this through a prophetic voice? Would you speak to me? And then um, I just left it at that. And I just let it, laid it in his hands. I said, confirm this, Lord. So then three days later, I was at a conference. I'll never forget this. And it was what my spiritual mom, Patricia King, was there. And she was speaking mid-preaching. She stopped and she's just like, I don't know why. I just feel like I want to share about the treasure room in, in heaven. I just had this encounter the other day. Da, 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 da. She starts saying word for word what my encounter was. And I know it was word for word because I had my journal at the conference and I was sitting there. My assistant was next to me and I said, read this. And she's reading word for word what Patricia was saying. And it was one of those like, oh my goodness, God, you are so good. So I just want to encourage you guys, because I feel like people on here, especially in the season right now, we're in a time where God is speaking, right? He is so saying a lot. There is so many right now, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're in such a thin place right now because the prophetic atmosphere is so like, it's just heavy. Like I am getting, I don't, I know there's lots of you on here who are having tons of prophetic dreams and tons of word from the Lord, words from the Lord that are very directional. And he's, I, I just feel to prophesy this over you right now in this season, he's releasing precise vision. If you're willing to be quiet and still and listen, and he's clarifying, there's some things where maybe you were doing, um, even as I was praying about this, I don't know where Lisa went, so I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, here. <laughs> I'm just going to keep prophesying. But as I was praying for this time, I just felt to say this, that many of you, I feel like, have had previously before uh, everything hit the world, you had your hands dipped in many different things, mm -hmm. many different projects many different roles, many different hats, that sort of thing. And as we've had to pull away, the Lord has been giving you clear focus. It's the time where he's taking your vision that was like this, and he's bringing it to a narrow focus. And he's saying, okay, beloved, now this is the time to focus in. This is what I've given you to do. It's like a, um, it's such a, a precise vision that he's casting right now. And he's saying, this is it. And there's the temptation is to get busy and to look at all the different things. But he's saying right now, listen, this is where I want you and you need to get narrow in your focus. Sorry, I didn't know I was going to release that, but I just felt that I no, had to share that with people that on was, here tonight. That was so good. And I think it's it's actually so necessary because if you we're not going to we're going to stay focused on what we're supposed to do, but there, there is something that God is really trying to get our attentions. And it's really to tune into him, to see what heaven is doing, to understand how the father is moving, to be in that sense of, of peace and of rest, how he's beckoning us to come and to sit with him, you know, 
that was one of the things that the Lord said to me. He said, he says, we're coming out of a season of being a Martha and we're coming into a season. And this was in the beginning of, the, of like last year, actually. He said that he's looking for the Marys. He's looking for the ones wow. who sit at the feet of Jesus. And he, he showed me this book and he showed me that 2018 closed the book. And so I didn't understand that because when he opened up the new book, there was nothing written. I mean, on I looked at the book, there was nothing written, but the more that I peered, the more that I looked in, I could actually see writing. I could see the writing happening. And he said, that's when he said to me, he says, you have to sit at the feet of the author and finisher because you mm -hmm. can't jump ahead because this has started a new book. And I said, ooh. <laughs> so, you know, all that running around that I was doing, all of a sudden I was like, go sit down, go, go and take oh, that good. time and to rest with him, to talk with him, to even try to, okay, I'm feeling this way today. So what, what do you say about this? And I think that one of the things that you were talking about is you're talking about the warrior bride. You kept talking about it in the book oh. about the warrior bride. And I see that, I see that so clearly, so vividly. And she's this beautiful bride, but boy, she, she has boots on. She has combat boots because she's ready. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, you know, and when I wrote The Warrior's Dance, the, the reason I called it a dance is because I had that vision where I was running. I was in a bridal gown and I was running towards Jesus. And I had these old tennis shoes on and they're all worn out and I was so out of breath. I was just trying to catch my breath. And I kept looking back behind me instead of keeping my focus forward, you know. And um, when I got to Jesus, and, and I'll stop right there, but because before I say what, when I got to Jesus, but when, you know, that's how I feel like a lot of us do feel actually when we're going through warfare or a season, we feel pretty tired out pretty weary, pretty exhausted. And we might even look back at the journey of how long the warfare has been, how long we've been in that season, right? And um, But when I got to Jesus, he, he said, stop on it. And he said, that's not how we do things here. And he handed me these dancing slippers and he said, worship. And so I put on, took off my old tennis shoes, I put on these worship slippers, you know, these little slippers. And I just started worshiping the Lord and, and dancing. And when I danced, my praise released something in heaven. I'm telling you, I could see what was being released, all these colors and all this vibrancy coming out of heaven. And I went, oh my goodness. And this is a season we're in right now. Your worship is so powerful if you'll press into it and not look at everything else, but just Keep your eyes. See, that that was the thing is I had to keep my eyes, my focus, and my gaze on Jesus. Mm. And just worship, worship, worship. And he'll carry you. He's going to carry you through anything that you're, that you're going through, really. The worship is one of the keys, the biggest keys. I mean, there's a lot of keys I wrote about in the Warrior's Dance, but it's been one of the biggest keys I've seen in real times of warfare. And I'm, I wrote it because I've gone through it. And I know there's a lot of people on here who can relate, who, um, you know, I felt that there'd be people on here tonight that were expecting, Lisa, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just, pro the prophetic no, is just no, tonight, but I just felt like some of, you, <laughs> some of you on here, you had expectation that, um, 
after Easter, there's this, there's going to be this big breakthrough that happened um, financially and physically in your life. And I felt that there was disappointment um, in that. And you're still in this place of contending. And I just want to pray right now. I'm just going to pray and break off disappointment off of you because I feel that it's not that your, your breakthrough's not coming, but you've been so weary. And um, I feel like the Lord wants to break that off of you. Like he really wants you to be absolutely free. So Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray over whoever is watching this right now. Um, and it's funny you said Mary earlier because I felt like this there would be a Mary on here who has been going through such warfare, you know, and just contending, 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 and feels so exhausted and there's disappointment. So even if you're not Mary, take the word as yours if you've been going through it. But Father, I pray right now for disappointment and exhaustion to be broken off your bride right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that in your presence is fullness of joy, God. And I just pray the release of that over everyone who's watching this right now. Your peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that surpasses our situation. Peace that surpasses any financial problems we're facing right now. Any physical problems you're going through right now. The peace of God as you rest in his presence. The peace of God will come on you. And in that restful place, you will get your healing. Father, I pray for healing. Now, I just feel the miracle realm like just really heavy being released. So, Father, I just pray for miracles. Uh, over this broadcast for those that are watching right now who are physically needing healing in their bodies, financial miracles, and also um, a peace in their families. Wow. Some of you guys have so much warfare is being hit in your marriage and with your kids. And maybe you're like me and it's with your puppy. Um, but right now I'm speaking as I speak over myself, peace to my puppy, but peace over. I know I'm just saying that it's true, but I am saying peace over your family in Jesus name. You know, sure. Jesus, when he went, listen, when he would go somewhere, he would say, peace be with you. That was always how he would start. So see, this is the start, right? Peace, peace be with you. Mm -hmm. in his peace in his good and perfect peace release just the impartation of peace everything you're needing you can get thank you jesus that was so good yeah. i didn't know so we were going to do that I just, <laughs> that's okay um, it's no it's all no 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 it's all good all i keep hearing is um the song dance with me a lover of my soul to the song of old songs to the song of all songs and I keep romance me, oh lover of my soul. I just keep it just keeps playing over and over in my head because it really is a dance of love. That's one of the yeah. things that I love about worship is that worship is the way to kiss the hand of the Father. It's it there's an act of intimacy that happens when you are fully engaged, that you fully surrender. There's an aroma, there's a fragrance that goes up from our 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 worship. There's a a beautiful fragrance and a smell to worship. And as we just let that, that worship overtake us, it just, everything else shifts. It just shifts. And that's, that is so powerful, especially in the times that we're facing right now, that we can pray. And if you can't 
Sing. You can worship just with your heart, with your soul, with your mind. You can just focus in on him. That's all you have to do. It's not always about the music. I mean, the music is important. I love music. But, but sometimes it's just that that quiet, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna worship you. I'm just gonna fix my eyes on you. And it's going to start to break things. I've I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. With the passing of my father, I saw it. And just in other places. And also like just praying in the spirit and coming into agreement, coming into that oneness with the father. So it's this is all good. But I gotta tell you, Anna, it is getting hot in here. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. So that's a good thing. Yeah, good. So, um, that's good. And I just want to say this um, really quick. Sure. Um, sorry, I just was hearing something about, like, you don't have to strive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel that right now we're in this wonderful season with the Lord where God is breaking off striving off his bride. Striving, yes. whether it be in your work, even in your relationship with him. And he's saying, just come and sit with me and just be with me. Some of my most powerful encounters I have ever written about are out of that place. Um, you know, God would take me to heaven or show me I'd walk into a room in heaven. And I'm always like, what's the revelation? What are you trying to show me? God, what's that color? What's that, you know, what's that, you know, little knob in the wooden door? What's this? What does that mean? What is it? You know, and that's just the way I am because seers are very curious people. But the truth is he, he'll always, there's many times he said to me, just, just sit with me and just be with me, Anna. I just want to be with you. I want to just spend time with you. And in that place, it took the, it takes the striving away. Where it's like, wait a second, that's right. I don't, I don't just have to work for God. I get to be with Him, and out of the being, and out of the love relationship I have with precious Jesus, then then comes the ministry, then comes the fruit, and the things that I do. But but really, He's saying in this season, if you would just lay down your um, your striving, even in how you enter into your relationship with God, I just feel like. Um, there's many of us who we've been so longly like pushing and pressing and even producing stuff. And right now God is just saying, come. And it's not like we're not going to be fruitful. Okay. It's not like you and I aren't going to do a lot of things like you. If I told you all the stuff that right now I've got my hands dipped in, you'd probably make get some of you stressed out, but I'm not stressed out. Um, I'm actually in a place of peace with the Lord. And I'm not, it doesn't feel overwhelming to me, but it's because I'm not doing it of striving. I'm just in this really tender place with him right now. Um, in Psalms 23, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And when I read about that, just being in when it says you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. So it's not like life's not chaotic in that scripture, right? It's not like, it's like in the presence of my enemies, in the middle of all of it, he says, come sit with me, my love. Come sit with me, lay it all down and just sit with me and feast. 
And some of us, especially us workaholics, <laughs> can I just say it? Some of us workaholics, it's really hard, right? Just sitting, it's like, well, come on, this now. I don't want to just sit. Like, I want to do stuff. I want to, you know, this doesn't feel like a very effective time, use of my time, God. But he, you know, out of this place right now, if you would just sit and, and really feast and just be in his presence, I'm telling you there you will see more fruit born out of this season. It's like what you're doing now, the sitting and feasting that I'm talking about, you're preparing like 10 years from now, you're going to see fruit from this. You'll bear so much more fruit than if you had run, 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 striving on your own right now. I'm telling you, he's removing the striving. Jesus, I just pray. I'm just going to go for it. Jesus, I just pray right now, Father, for those of us who've been really struggling with just striving and pushing and producing and all that is with that God. You know, really, I'm speaking against a world system. You've got to understand that that is the strong, a big stronghold that's in the world that tells you you've got, that is how you receive love from the Father, is by doing things. So as I'm saying this, I'm calling that stronghold out, and I'm saying, in Jesus' name, you are free. You are so free from that, and you can just sit right now. Sit. Like, I literally see a bunch of us sitting at a table with the king, with Jesus right there. He's right there in the room beside you, where you're at, in your office, in your home, in your phone, in your car, wherever. He's right beside you and he says, won't you just come? Just come and be with me. Father, I pray to break off striving off of some people that are needing this. In Jesus' name right now, God. And I pray just the impartation, just to be released, the inheritance of being a son and a daughter in Jesus' name. Shoot. So good. So good. And I do want to talk about the banquet table. Yeah, because sorry. No, that's, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it was so perfect. As soon as you went there, I went, perfect. <laughs> I was oh, like, great okay. segue. Um, because that was that there was a chapter in the Sears path that you talked about the banqueting table. And you talked about how you saw that you were sitting at the table with Jesus and you were you were eating a pomegranate and it was like the best pomegranate like you ever had before. <laughs> and then you were and you were slurping, he was slurping soup. And but mm -hmm. but this is the thing that got me. And this broke my heart because you felt something under the table. Mm -hmm. So what did you see under the table? Yeah, I said, what's in, you know, I felt something under the table and Jesus said, come on, I want to show you something. So when he took me under the table, it's like I entered into a different land. I know that sounds weird, but it wasn't like the table anymore. It was like literally I was in a different place with God. And I saw all these people and they were um, all kinds of people. And I saw them with their bellies really bloated, um, almost like because my husband and me have lived overseas in impoverished nations, impoverished places. And a lot of times when people are actually lacking nutrition or they're really poor or not getting good nutrients in their bodies, their bellies actually can get really bloated. And that's what I saw is all these people had these bloated bellies and they were scrapping for these little crumbs of food. And I could see them um, like even uh, like com competing for these scraps of food and fighting over them. And he was, and I said, what is going on? And he said, this is where most of the bride of Christ actually, my bride is. And I was like, what? And I said, why? Why, Jesus? There's so many seats. 
right above. Like I was just sitting at that table and I saw tons of seats there. And I saw the feast and the splendor of all this beautiful food. And he said, this is where they are. They don't know that they can come up here and sit with me and just feast with me. And it just wrecked me, really. It wrecked me for, um, it just gave me such a heart of compassion, really, for, for, for people. Like, you have to hear that this, that's not a judgment word. It's like the Lord is so desperately wanting you to come sit with him. And what do I, when I say sit with him, some people, well, what does that mean? You know, sit with him. Listen, when you sit at the table, you take your place and you know that you have a place. That means that you're, you say, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, and I deserve to be here. Not because of anything that I do, but because of him in me. And he says, you have a place. You can sit here. But sometimes we get so caught up in the world. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes we get so, even in ministry, I've seen it. I used to struggle with it before I got my identity better grounded. But just you can compare yourself to others, right? You can see other people and think, oh, well, they're so great or whatever. I don't know if it's just me, but I remember I struggled with that before. And and God says, listen, you don't even have to be in, like, you're so, you rise above that. Come on. Come on now. That's just a worldly mindset. Okay. And you, but you have a seat, not because of what you do. What you do is not going to get you there. I'm just telling you. It's not what you do. It's out of just intimacy with him that you're invited to sit right there and just be in his presence. And when you're in his presence, see, that's the thing. When I sat at that banquet table, what I thought was funny was Jesus ate soup with me. (laughs) Jesus did not need to eat. (laughs) Think about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He doesn't need to eat. Come on. He's, He's the king. He doesn't, you know, like he doesn't need to eat, but he did it out of wanting relationship with me, out of just wanting to enjoy that time with me. Can you imagine that? Like Jesus loves you that much that he he wants to just spend time with you. And so the thing that I really loved about that part and that vision is that he was slurping soup. Yeah. (laughs) He made himself so accessible. He he Mm -hmm. became so human. Like, because it was something that really impacted you. You're like, Jesus is like slurping soup. And I love that. And and the the vision, because I could see, I could see the people scrounging. I could see them looking, trying to grab those little tidbits, trying to find the little crumbs. And I, I was on a plane. I started crying. I just, I was wrecked. And so some of the things that you do, just like you, you've been doing through the, through this interview, is you stop, you say, okay, if you don't see yourself, let's go through some exercises so that you do. So every single one of the the books that I've read is that there is a practical application to pull you out of that place where you're unworthy or or discarded or how you feel like not, you know, you're not important and you deal with it. You're like, no, that is not who you are. Let's deal with this. You know, no, sickness is not for you. And this is something that we're going to do. So let's take care of this. Let's take care of general uh, generational curses. Let's take care of this. Right. It's not just a book about, hey, I've had some really cool visions. No, no, this is about, I've had some really cool visions and I want you to have them. 
Yeah, I don't want to be. That's a kingdom mentality. That's always been my thing. Mm -hmm. Is I was hesitant to ever even write, and um, because the enemy had me bent on that for so long, where I was like, "But people are going to see this as just another girl or another heaven story or something like that." And I didn't. I don't want. I didn't want the glory. Like I just was like, "God, no!" Like I. It's always been my heart, and you, you'll you know that as you read the book, but it, any of the books, but it's always my heart to just say, this is this is about God. Yes. Listen, you and I get to be a part of his timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in a timeline in history. I'm a speck on a timeline, but I want to be able to impart and encourage those of you watching this. You know, when it says... In the word, it says, desire, earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts, especially that you should prophesy, 1 Corinthians 14. Well, that means all the spiritual gifts. That doesn't mean, like, the Lord would not have put a carrot in front of your nose, you know, and just say, well, desire this, but this isn't for you. (laughs) That's not a loving father, but see, that's the thing that most of us do feel like that. Mm -hmm. You might look at someone and say, well, that's for them. They're some super freak that sees in heaven and I don't know. But listen, like I'm trying to tell you, it's it's so simple, the gift of seeing. And I'm trying, I want to demystify it, really demystify it so that you know you have access. Most of us think of accessing God and think of now what are the steps so that I can get there or access him. And yeah, there's great steps, such as reading the word of God, such as praying, such as fasting, such as praying in tongues. All these things bring us into intimacy with him. But listen, when you finally realize that you're already there, it changes the game. When the Lord spoke that to me, when I was, I remember one time I was like, well, I want to have an encounter like that again, God. And he's just like, you're already there, Anna. I was like, what? Like it changed when it says that we're seated in heavenly places. You know, I believe you and I right now are seated in heavenly places. Right now. Despite what you see in the natural, despite maybe your kids screaming in the background. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> despite whatever, you're seated in heavenly places. Right now, you're seated in the presence of God. Right now. That's so beautiful. No striving. You're there. Jump in. You're there. <laughs> and I, I think that as people start to get that, and I believe a lot of people are, I believe that, you know, they've been talking about like uh, the great awakening. I think that the church is awakening. Oh my goodness. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Wait a second. <laughs> I can go to God. I don't have to go to people because that's sometimes I think our biggest the stronghold that we can sometimes have because if if somebody's a gatekeeper and they're saying no then we we tend to believe that that's what god says we forget that that we have to go through jesus that's the only door that we should be knocking on that's the only person or that we should be going through is we should be going through jesus and what does the bible say what did jesus die for we have to go back to those principles we have to get them so ingrained in our spirit just like you did like Absolutely. you you even talk about the importance of speaking the words of of using declarations of the word of god yeah. that's that solidify 
every right. single thing that you are that or and it also signifies what you can get what you can access based on the word of god and i thought my goodness gracious everybody should do that they should everybody should have like a list of, of verses from the bible that you can go back to as a reference to say wait a second that doesn't line up to what this says right because in Ephesians 3.20, I can do exceedingly and abundantly far above all I can ask, think, or imagine through Christ who works within us, right? Or within me. So when we mm -hmm. start to, to see those things, we can say, okay, time out. I'm not going to listen to those voices. I'm going to see what the Father says. I'm going to go back to those promises and decree and declare them. And I'm going to have those things established in my life. Absolutely. That's something that I do daily. And I encourage, I you know... <laughs> Until I get to heaven, um, I'm going to keep doing it because I know that I need to keep getting washed clean every day. But every day I go to the Lord, just as a practical tip, I just go to the Lord and I say, Lord, is there any lie that I'm believing right now? That's Holy it. Spirit, would you show me anything? And you'd be surprised what comes up. Well, we're, like, we're like onions. I think that Shrek said yeah. that. We're like onions. I mean, <laughs> we, have and, layers. And we have layers, right? And I just <laughs> say, is there any lie that I'm, I'm believing right now? And it, it might be something that I didn't even realize that I was believing. Holy Spirit will bring it up. And I'm like, God, I repent right now for believing that. I break my agreement with it. And now what is the truth? It's very important when I, I talk to people about that in the warrior's dances is you have to do the now what is the truth side of it <laughs> after you repent if you break the agreement what is the truth and then i say and then after i get the truth the lord might give me a prophetic word or he might give me scripture and i always try to find in scripture then i start declaring it over myself i'm a good mom my house is a place of peace my puppy will be good mannered in Jesus name. You know, whatever. I'm just using my puppy as a funny example so that we don't get too heavy. But you know, um, you know, like, you know, I do do this daily and and I think and I know that sounds simple, but I it's been one of the most powerful tools that I have learned. It's one of the most powerful things that I'm teaching my children to do now at a very young age. Because if you can catch, listen to this, if you can catch what the lie is that you're believing and find the access point of the enemy and get rid of it, then the enemy cannot access you, which is good, right? So, but most of us do not catch the lie. We don't catch it as we're, it's infiltrating because most of our battlefield is right in our mind. Um, so not always just the witch over there cursing you, but it's mostly in your mind. So if you can catch the lie, just catch it and say, wait, 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 I do not have to agree with this. I break my agreement, I repent for this, and this must go right now. Jesus, what is the truth? And that's what I want to put on, and that's what I want to declare over myself and believe. And you just start decreeing, declaring. If you don't believe, it'll get there. You'll get there. Eventually you catch up. But <laughs> but the, the catching it is so important. But most of the time what happens, the enemy whispers to us, right? He comes, he's the chief of liars. So I'll tell you, he comes to you and he says something to you like a whisper, um, whether it be, ah, you're not really that good enough. Let me just say some big ones that I've seen many times with people. You're not really that good enough or you're never going to get set free. You're never going to be able to do that. You can't do that. 
why would God use you, right? Those are all these little whispers of the enemy. And then what happens is you don't catch it and rebuke it and get rid of it. And somewhere in there, somewhere in there, it's fixed, right? And then all it takes is someone else comes along, walks in your path, and says something similar to that voice or that thing you've already heard, that lie. And then it's like one more lock gets locked in there. Does it? Does anybody relate to this, what I'm saying right now? Oh. I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but I'm just saying that I, I see it over and over and over with people as I walk them through healing. And, but if you can right now train yourself to catch it before it starts poisoning and infiltrating your mind, your, your body, your soul, you'll be in such a good, much better shape. Absolutely. And one of the one of the things that you talked about is spotting the enemy because because that's what God like taught you. He said, what do you see? So there was this moment that you're like, wait a second, because sometimes, especially when things are out of your control, like now, there you can get yourself into that place. And there has been, especially if you're an intercessor and you've been praying, if you've been in constant prayer and interceding for the country and whatever, you can feel that weight, that heaviness. And you talked about it in your book that there are people who can go through seasons, especially in ministry, where it's like you want to walk away. Hello. I can so relate to that yeah. because it was just, oh my goodness. And you couldn't, you couldn't break through. And it's like, what do you do? And you have to stop it. You have to say, wait a second. This is not, this is not what is God has said over me. It's, it's that pause. It's like putting the brakes. It's like, stop, <laughs> stop the car. We're not going down this path anymore. We're going to get the right GPS. God's perfect system is perfect direction. We're going to flip this car around. We're going to start driving where he wants us to go because we can seriously go on. My friend and I call it the crazy bus. We can get on the crazy bus. And sometimes you ride with your friend on the crazy bus because you love your friend. And sometimes your friend has to like go through stuff. So you ride with them, but there comes a point where you're like, okay, next stop, we're getting off because this is not where we're supposed yeah. to be. This is not where we're supposed to go. So I, I think that as you, like you said in earlier, you actually said that as you understand your identity, that's where things start to come back into alignment. That's where yeah. the bigger shifts come from. And there's such a power. I just want to say this right now, as we're entering the era of the mouth and decreeing is so important, then these things that I'm saying about decree is very important right now is in this season, catch what you say. Really be aware of even what you're saying over yourself, over your kids, over your spouse, over your family, over your situation. And and you know what you said when you said that, Lisa, about um, let's get off the crazy bus with my friend. It just it just made me think of one time I someone said, "How are you doing?" And I immediately went to start complaining, just like, "Well," and I let my mouth run. And later, the Lord was like, "No." Like, why are you doing that? You're you're agreeing with the enemy with your mouth. What are you doing? So I'm getting more, I mean, I'm learning. <laughs> We're all learning, but I'm getting more careful with what I say, my words that I would bless people with my words that I would bless even my situation. And I'm speaking things of faith, even though I'm not seeing the big thing that I'm contending for right now in the natural, I'm believing that it's already here. I just yes. need to manifest, but it's here. 
So um, that's what I've been de declaring every day. And I want to encourage some of you on here, pick one thing. Like, don't just take this in here and go, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I want you to think tomorrow, what's one, or maybe tonight, it's late here, but maybe tomorrow morning, what's one thing you can start declaring over yourself daily, whether it be I'm healed in Jesus' name. By his stripes, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I have peace. I will bear good fruit for God. I will have an excellent marriage. I'm a good mother. I'm just speaking out just, I mean, just little things like that. But but just to do it practically, this isn't, this isn't um, like good psychology or whatever like that. I'm not trying to give you a counseling session here. I'm just saying we need to start doing it, but actively. Our position, here's the thing the Lord had shown me about being a warrior. Your position is not in the place of being a victim. To the enemy but in a posture of victory so when you know that you're victorious it changes your whole mindset about combat with the enemy because you start thinking that when you go to combat he's running did you know that like the enemy actually runs in fear from you when you really step in when you really step in to your authority and you know the authority you walk in so that therefore you start thinking that everywhere you walk, when you and I walk somewhere, do you know the enemy sees you coming and he says, uh oh, look out for that one. We're going to need backup. Anna has arrived. We need backup. Do you know that? I'm serious. That's yes, what the enemy does. When, but see, most of the time we see the enemy and we think of him as this greater thing, much bigger than God, our God is. And we get assaulted and assaulted and assaulted, right? But when you start to just step into your authority and you know, hey, the enemy's running from me right now as I release this decree. I am shifting my atmosphere right now. I'm bringing the kingdom of God and you cannot touch me in Jesus' name. As long as you're not walking in sin, okay, let's be honest. You've got to keep your heart pure before God because that's another access point, which I, you know, that's another story. But then you start you step into your authority okay and then you then you're not you're in you're in a posture of victory i'm just saying this to empower some of you that i feel have been really hit recently you've been hit 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 so it just feels like the enemy is so much greater the darkness the heaviness is so much greater and i'm not trying to downplay your situation because i understand that some of you are really going through some things I really do see that. But I want you to know that the kingdom of God in you is greater than him in this world. And you, you have the authority of Christ. But it is time for you to rise up and step in it. And how do you rise up and step in it? By sitting at his banquet table and speaking in his presence. That's and from that place, from that place with your identity full of him, then you take your place. Then you take the land. Then you gain your victory from that place. That's so good. It's almost like if you think about it in like a, for a king, it's like he hands you the scepter. And if you have the scepter, you can rule and reign based on his authority. 
And so we have to start to see ourselves with a scepter. We have to start seeing that scepter. It was given to us at the cross. That's the big thing. If we can just imagine just a scepter in our hand. But I, I do want to talk about something because you've brought it up a couple of times. And you've talked about repentance. It is so crucial and it's been so misunderstood. But mm -hmm. I, I think it's so, so important, especially with where we're going to be going. Because we can't, we can't have the access points. We can't have anything in common. We, like you said, we have to keep our vessel as clean as we can. You, That's you right. said there's actually a chapter that that talks about offense, because mm -hmm. God talked to you about offense, mm -hmm. and especially the situations right now. There, there's a, there's close quarters. There's people who are very afraid. So people are becoming very offensive. So I, I just really felt like you were supposed to just kind of yeah. help people to understand the importance of repentance. And then maybe we can even pray for just to release the offense that maybe some people have been having based on the situation that's not going the way that they would like. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, like, uh, like, I want to speak about this out of a place of compassion. Like, I want you to hear my heart because I know that there's people on here who might be offended at God because maybe you're 30 years in of being chronically ill. Okay. And that is a real injustice. You've, you know, it's an injustice that you've had to fight for your healing for the, that long. And so I'm not at all downplaying that, but I want to show you something. Um, oh, I just felt, I just feel the heart of God for someone on here. I could just cry. <laughs> um, I remember when the Lord took, now I've had lots of opportunities to get offended at God. <laughs> and I'm just being real with you. There was times where, you know, my husband's almost died twice. I've almost died many times. <laughs> um, there's lots of times where I could have gotten offended at God. And then he would take me to that place over and over again and say, Anna, if I take everything away, will you still love me? And I know that's a hard word because some of you think, well, that's not a loving God. Why would he say that? But in that place, I remember saying, God, if you would take him away, if you would take any, everything away, I still will love you with my everything. And then he said, because of that, Anna, I can trust you. I'll trust you. And then I would see fruit, born, I saw so much fruit came out of that time with the Lord. It was a harsh time. But I want to speak to you right now is, is in that place, I had to repent for my offense. My offense with God, my offense with others, my offense. The, the, this subject, I, that's why I wrote it in the book, is, is something that I feel is not really spoken about um, too much. I, I don't hear it too much spoken about in church, especially um, in the season we're in. Um, some sometimes we can feel a little too entitled right now, and and then God strips away our entitlements, and it feels harsh, and we're just like God, <laughs> you know, and we can get really offended. And so that's what I'm speaking about right now when I speak about this. But in that place, I had to. I just had to repent and say, God, if you took everything away, I'll still love you. I will still love you. And I'm not speaking 
like this isn't a discompassionate, like non-compassionate word because I understand there's people right now who are watching this and could take that and say, well, gosh, that sounds harsh. God, the loving God, why would he put me through this? You know, I don't have the answers for you in that. I do know though that God is love. I will speak that over you. Okay, I'm, I'm not God. I don't know why you're going through what you're going through. There's times I've looked, I remember when I was in going through something and I had every reason to think I could be offended, you know. Now I understand that I didn't when I was going through it. But in that place, if you can worship, just repent, get rid of your offense, but just be able to worship. Say, God, I don't understand, but I still love you and I still worship you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will see so much fruit come out of it. Father, I just pray for people right now on here who are going through that themselves, where they have some offense or whatever. God, I just pray that you would purify our hearts before you, God, with your refiner's fire, God. Just with your refiner's fire, Lord, we want to be pure before you, God, your spotless bride, Jesus. And listen, when you repent, don't then repent and then take on shame, okay? Don't, you know, Jesus loves you. He just, he just say, God, forgive me for whatever, for my harsh words, for my offense, for my, you know, whatever. Just, you just go to him and just like a child, you just go and say, God, I'm so sorry. I screwed up again and again and again. And I'm not getting it, but God, you are going to help me. Please help me, Lord. And in that place, listen, in that place, he just says, I love you. I forgive you. Now come sit with me and let me speak back over you who you are. <laughs> He's going to speak back over you that. So I, I hope that helps some of you on here because sometimes we think of repentance and it's such a harsh word. Um, I've heard repentance, that word spoken, and think that's why it's not spoken about as much within the churches, because I've seen it now done on the flip side, where it was very harsh and, and kind of like, thus saith God and repent, you know, and there was like anger, <laughs> like repenting because I'm angry and I'm going to, you know, and it, it was like, ah, like, you know, and, and it's, repentance is actually a place of, of love it's, it's such a loving thing and it's so freeing when you just say god forgive me i'm so sorry please help me i need help and he says okay i forgive you come here i love you you know it's that easy well if you think about children like when a child does something wrong they eventually come to their parent and they say that they're sorry and what does the parent do scoops them up in their arms hugs them and kisses them and says it's okay it's okay i forgive you it's okay. So I think that when we can see God as a good daddy, we can truly see that he wants to scoop us up and he wants to say, it's okay. Right. Because he understands, yeah. he understands us because Jesus came fully understanding what it's like to be a human. He stripped himself down, down from his, his deity, just so that he could have the same compassion and the same understanding and he wept with us and he hugged us and he had interaction with us. And so I believe that the beautiful part of repentance is, is your, your heart is now clean. Like you're clean. Repentance is really to help us. And repentance is not just for God, but it's also, it's for us, for other people. So we don't 
have anger with other people. It's repenting for that anger sometimes and or the things that have been thrown at us. Because as we constantly keep ourselves pure and we keep ourselves, okay, Lord, I forgive them. Because sometimes you'll have to say it a bunch of times, just saying. Sometimes right. you just have to say it a bunch of times until yeah. it actually sticks. Sometimes you have to say it, but it's okay. Because if all you have to do is just ask him. Because sometimes those are, you know, the enemy is a legalist. He's always looking for ways to come in to make it look as though it's God. It's not God. It's really the enemy because God is good. He's only good. But it's sometimes we just kind of have gotten things mixed up. So I believe that repentance is, it's just like taking a shower. That That's kind of how I see it. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. I like that. You know, if you, with that scenario, I was just, something I felt Holy Spirit just brought to mind when you were saying that is, you know, where you said that that's what we do as loving parents. Now there's those who are listening to this that didn't have that experience, that didn't have that loving parent. Maybe it was a harsh, critical parent or a harsh, you know, that, that wasn't shown love in that moment of repentance. Then it's awfully hard sometimes for those people to approach God or see him as accessible or see him as all loving and see him as forgiving, you know? And so in that place, people run from God and run towards sin and run towards shame or guilt or those kinds of things. And whether your earthly father or mother knew how to express love to you correctly, I just want to speak over you that the Lord absolutely is so radically in love with you. He really does just love to hang out with you. Like he actually thinks you're really cool and you're really fun. I know that sounds really silly, but if you could really get that, I mean, I know this sounds like the basics, but sometimes we learn so many things <laughs> and then we need to come back to the basics. And the Lord does the simple thing of just speaking his love over me or you. And it's like, wow, God. And then we get one step more intimate with him, right? And so for those of you who have experienced something like that, um, I just want to pray over you. Because I feel like as you were saying that, Lisa, that there's some people who've not experienced what you're Absolutely. describing. Mm -hmm. So God doesn't seem approachable. Like everything we've been saying doesn't is, is hard for them because it's like, I don't see God like that. Maybe you can't hear God's voice clearly because of this disconnect. So, Father, I just pray for a reconnection to you in Jesus' name. For those that are watching this or listening to this who felt like the Father, you, Father, are far away from them, God. I pray for just reconnection to you, Lord. It's like I just saw a plug being plugged in and recharged up that some of you need to plug in and recharge up. God, would you come to them now in your love and tenderness in Jesus' name? Amen. Uh, okay, I, I have to say, I just adore you. I just seriously, seriously <laughs> adore you. I do. 
I think you are awesome. I think you're awesome sauce. I really do. I'm not just saying that to be like, I'm, I'm just truly your heart. Anna is just it. It's beautiful. It really is. And I love how you tackled and went after everything so that everybody was included. That is just, that is so the father's heart. So I just, I just think this, I just think you're awesome. So um, I do want to just kind of tell some people where they can actually find you because you have a couple of TV shows. You have a show with Kevin Zadai. Yes, yeah, it's called The Seer's Perspective. It's on um, part of his Warrior Notes um, television and that's new. And then I have a new show. This is the first time I've actually said it, so. Drumroll. Are you guys ready? Drumroll. <laughs> I know, guys, coming out on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network. We're going to be recording as soon as everything lifts and I can fly. <laughs> um, and it is called Eagles Arise. And it's a, a show for about fear and anointing. I'm so excited. So, um, But those things you can check out on their networks and everything. And then... My website is somewhere on the, yeah, right yep, there. It's right there. And we're going to put it yeah. up here again so that people can see it, and which is onawarner.org. But you, yes. your books, and I'm just going to say, I have, I have the other one upstairs because I loved it. And both books have just spoken such, <sighs> so, I mean, even today, as I was just coming back over it, I just was getting wrecked because there there is so much love that is poured into each page which is is really refreshing especially from a seer's perspective so i appreciate and i honor you for for the things that you've done and i just i'm excited to see how god is going to start to open up the eyes so that where that scripture is you have eyes but you can't see but I believe that after your show, more books and more teachings, I think that mm -hmm. that's about to change because I think that we're about to, start to see things in a whole new way. And I'm actually hearing the songs. I, I'm, I hear. So I also hear songs. <laughs> God, songs. I hear songs a lot. This is so, awesome. yeah, I hear songs. So I'm, I'm starting to hear a whole new world because I really believe that God is opening up his children to a whole new world where they can truly understand their identity. So I just thank you so much for your time. I thank you so much for your prayers. I thank you so much for your obedience. And I thank you so much for all of the passion that you've poured into so many of the things that you've done. You are seriously awesome sauce. Oh, thank you for having me. And you know, I just, I just, I pray that you guys really felt the presence of the Lord Okay, over yeah. you tonight as you as you listen to this and um you know i just give him glory and he's just so wonderful he's so loving and i just i as i was speaking i just felt the father's heart for so many of you on here and um it's just a tender place i, I hope you feel that it's like this oozy tenderness of the lord is all over me right now <laughs> and i just i just pray that you know as you turn this off you're just gonna go and sit and just just soak in his goodness right now and just be in the presence of the king and yeah just go right climb on up <laughs> climb on up i'm on that <laughs> lap <laughs> come on up here i know he does that's, really that's it so well thank you so much for for coming on touch by prayer i'd love to have you back on whenever you have um thank an opportunity yeah. 
Please, guys, go make sure that you check out her books. You have the uh, Warrior's Dance, which is fantastic, The Seer's Path. She also has Greater Glory, and then she also has I Feel My Glasses, which is seen through the veil. So you can go to onwarrior.org. You can also find those on Amazon. You can also find her on Warrior's Notes with Kevin Zadai. And of course, keep uh, stay tuned because she's coming oh. on Sid Roth. It's supernatural. He's going to be having his own network with a bunch of different people. It is going mm -hmm. to be a super exciting time. There's going to be so much information out there. So don't feel that you've missed it because the best is yet to come. So thank you, Anna, for coming on Touch by Prayer. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you like this broadcast, please share it with your friends. Remember to check out touchbyprayer.com. You can also go to my um, YouTube channel, which is Touch by Prayer TV. You can catch uh, Anna and, and some other people who are on there. So thank you guys for, for coming in and spending some time with us. And God bless you. Remember to go out and touch someone. Good night. Amen.